Uh, welcome to the Bible Boys for another week. In fact, uh, our last week of this season. This is going to be our last episode. We're doing a short season. Um, uh, I'm Pip. This is James. Hello. You know, um, Pip, in 2007-2008, there was a writer's strike in yes. television in America. And uh, the result was that a lot of seasons of television were shortened. Right. So I understand that The Office season four was affected this way as well, whereas the other seasons were like 20-something episodes. Season four is like 12 or 13. Not that I'm up to season four yet. Okay. This is our version of the writer's strike. This is the writer's strike. And you know why? It's because uh, I've got exams coming up for college. You have to do some more writing. So it's not like I'm taking a break from... Thinking about content. In fact, I'm I'm trying to get need to do more. So that's right. you need to do some more writing. More writing. That's right. Yes. So uh, I've got exams coming for college, so we're going to take maybe three or four weeks off, um, and then we'll get back into it next season. That's but it. Um, yes, just just a heads up. This is our last episode of the season, James? Um, I would like to know, as always, what have you been reading in your Bible? Because and this might have been forgotten by some people. We are the Bible boys. Wow. Now, we are the Bible boys. We're not the, uh, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird boys. <laughs> We're not the Shakespeare boys. We're not uh, the Lord of the Rings boys, no. although we have talked about it recently. We have. We are the Bible boys, first and foremost. That's right. And we read the Bible each yep. and every week. We share what we've been reading. Yeah. We get into it. So, for me, what have I been reading in the Bible recently? Mm. Well, um, as you know, I was, uh, last time we met, I said I was reading Romans and Amos um, but one of the things I wanted to share today was from 1 Thessalonians. Okay. And so we've been doing 1 Thessalonians through youth group. And uh, I've been really enjoying uh, helping a bunch of our youth leaders prepare uh, in 1 Thessalonians and to preach from it, going through it. And I just wanted to, to share and reflect a bit on a particular phrase that Paul uh, has for the Thessalonian Christians. So context, Paul was there for at least three Sabbaths, three weeks, sharing the gospel, but because of all this turmoil, he was run out of the city. Uh, You can read about this at the start of Acts chapter 17, and he's really worried about the Thessalonians' faith. He's really worried about them. You can hear that in chapter 3. You can see from verse 1, he says, So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who was our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. And why did he want to send Timothy to them? Well, verse 5 He was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted them and that their labors might have been in vain. Mm. So Paul, Silas, and Timothy, they'd shared the gospel, they left. Paul knows that the Thessalonians are struggling in their faith. Mm. He sends Timothy to encourage them. Yeah, nice. So that's the context of 1 Thessalonians. But the verse I wanted to, to hone in on is verses 19 and 20 from chapter 2. Okay. Because... Hear these words from Paul. He says to them, from verse 19, For what is our hope, our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Mm. Now you think about this for a second. What's Paul saying about the Thessalonians? 
He says in verse 19, uh, they are his hope, they are his joy, they are the crown in which he will glory. Mm. And I was like, wait, wait a second. Hope? Why is his hope in the Thessalonians? Mm. I can get that his joy might be in the Thessalonians, but then also his glory? Mm. I mean, he says it so clearly in verse 20, doesn't he? You are our glory and joy. I mean, I would make, I would understand it if he was saying, you know, you will bring joy to Jesus. You are Jesus's glory because through his death and resurrection, you have been gathered together and you are a living proof of, of the victory of Jesus. You mm. bring Jesus glory. Mm. That's not what he says. He says, you, to the Thessalonians, are Paul's and Silas and Timothy's glory. Mm. Enjoy. It's really, really striking. What do you make of that, Pip? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's quite it's quite incredible. Like it it defeats the idea that Christianity can be like a private, um, a purely private venture with no like it's a purely spiritual, uh, you know, invisible thing between me and God in my heart. No, actually, part of what it means to be a Christian is to care deeply for, for other Christians and to want to see them cross the finish line as well mm. and see them finish the race. Um, it also it also makes me think about, like, just, you know, sometimes we do ministry principles here. Like, if you're serving in ministry, there are lots of bad reasons to, do, to kind of serve in ministry. Uh, you know, there are lots of good reasons. Mm. One of the reasons has got to be, surely we, we want to see these people in heaven with us. Mm. You know, mm. um, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of um, we we're talking about Reach Australia before a couple mm. of years ago, twenty nineteen, at this conference, this conference for senior ministers or people involved in ministry called Reach Australia. Um, Andrew Heard gave this kind of story um, about this uh, missionary couple who went to Africa. And they passed away, and their daughter wrote a remembrance for them. And, they, and the remembrance was something like, you know, the world is very good at honouring its its stars, you know, um, money, success, access, popularity, fame, all this sort of stuff. And then, and then she said, my parents um, laboured in a faraway land. Um, the world did not even notice them. Mm. But their what was it? Their reward will be the thousands of Africans gathered around the throne of God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that speaks to something of what Paul might be saying here, but sorry, I cut you off. You can yeah, going. So there, there are a few things that come to mind, just like this, this motivation that drives Paul to do ministry. Um, it's so good. And it, it ought to be our motivation as well as we, as we do ministry. Mm. If it ever becomes just the thing we do, it's, uh, you know, that's a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's really, really helpful there, those thoughts. And it does speak to, you know, what you were saying in that story that was told at Reach Australia, that the, the woman wrote that her parents' reward will be the joy of seeing all these thousands of people mm. saved by the blood of Jesus, gathered around the throne, mm. And knowing, yeah, wow, that is the joy that they have, the hope that they were looking forward to. Mm. I think that there is something very intimately connected here um, that, yeah, we see from 1 Thessalonians 2 that, that his work among them is 
he he doesn't want to see it be in vain. He he wants to see them on that final day. Mm. And on that final day when he when Jesus returns and all that is sinful will be judged and all that is saved will be perfected. Mm. Paul, Silas and Timothy look forward to seeing the Thessalonians and knowing that their work as co-workers of what God was doing in the world, mm. produced this people who were saved by the Lord Jesus. Mm. And that that's remarkable. That's crazy to think about. Because and, and I feel almost like I'm saying something wrong by saying it, isn't it? But just by reading the verse, that you are our glory mm. and joy. Mm. Because it implies that there will be glory for Christians who have worked and, and see people come to know Jesus mm. through them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you think that there is that tendency to, like, why do you think I feel wrong for saying that? Um, I think we have this idea that um, being a Christian is, is, all, is about sacrifice and it's about um, me not getting any joy or any glory not having none of that experience, mm. but being a slave to Jesus. Now, there's something right about that impulse. We are we are servants of God. We do want to be slaves to righteousness, slaves slaves of Jesus, that sort of thing. Um, but sometimes we underestimate the the extent to which Jesus wants us to participate in the glory of people being saved mm. and and the yeah in the joy of worship. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know that makes me think about just last week. I I heard uh, 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 another exchange between some people on. Well, yeah, couldn't I just become a Christian right before I die? Um, well, yeah, you could. Okay, well then I could just live my life and then become a Christian right before I die, and mm. I'll be good, right? Mm. It's like, well, yeah, theoretically that's true, uh, but you should become a Christian now because you know you you don't know when you're going to die. You don't know that you will genuinely become Christian right before you. But here's another reason. You will miss the glory and joy of knowing that you are a partaker of what God was doing in the world. Mm. You will miss out on that hope and glory and joy of knowing that your life was not wasted, mm. but your life was given towards the work of the Lord. Yeah. And I think that's a great motivation as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that this is a helpful way of thinking about the concept of rewards mm. in heaven. Like, I, have you have you read much on rewards before? Not heaps. I know that there's like differing opinions out there, and and th- there is this idea about tiers of rewards, which I'm uh, I'm not really sure about to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, the common like the default answer would be whatever the reward structure is in heaven. Being in, being in heaven, being with Jesus is reward enough for anyone. Mm. And so, you know, and Jesus himself said, like, you know, John the Baptist is the greatest man who ever lived, but if you're least in the kingdom of God, you're mm. greater than he. It's like, yeah. to be least in the kingdom of God is still pretty good. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I remember hearing sermons on rewards, like, you know, John 14, Jesus says, uh, in, in my father's house there are many rooms... And so, oh, you know, in heaven, there are these mansions. And depending on how many good things you did in this life, you might get a bigger mansion. Mm. It's still in heaven, 
but you'll get a bigger mansion in heaven right with even more rooms yeah and i just remember going there's something weird about yeah. this there's yeah. something very strange about this and so in terms of without getting fully into it in terms of my reading of the new testament i i do think there are rewards but i don't think that it's this different tiers of mansions mm. i think that the reward is the reward of of the father saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. Uh, and of seeing the fruit of, of being a co-worker with God mm. and seeing that lost and come into new creation, brothers and sisters in Christ. One place where that shows up, where I'd appeal to for that is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, so 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, you've got Paul talking about how, you know, Apollos watered, but poor, um, wait, where is it? Verse five, what after all is Apollos? What is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So they're co-workers. God is the one who makes it grow. Mm. Verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. And then verse 13, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. Mm. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. Mm. And I think that you could read that as, okay, so if you're doing you know, gospel work, you know, uh, leading Sunday school, sharing the gospel with your workmates, um, being a, a, a minister and your work lasts, um, you will get an additional reward. But mm. I, I think the way that I've come to read this sort of thing is that is the reward of seeing it pass through, mm. um, seeing the fruit of that in that final day. And 1 Thessalonians 2 gives us that hint as well. That the Thessalonians are his joy and glory and hope. Mm, I mm. think that's what the reward is, yeah. not different mansions. In yeah. Heaven. So you're saying like, is, is it? This is a fair paraphrase. It's like when when you work to do something, it's like the accomplishment of that thing is its own reward almost. And so when you're working to see people uh, persevere in the faith and you're, and you're helping build Christians. And when they do, you know, ultimately it's a work of God and his spirit and his sovereignty, but he's enabled you to participate that. And the rule and the, the being involved in that building work and seeing it come to completion is a reward in itself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and enjoying that joy and glory of seeing it on that day when mm. Jesus returns. It's mm. funny, isn't it, that 1, Thess- 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Thessalonians 2 talks about the day, mm. I think referring to the day Jesus returns. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. there you go. Those are some thoughts there yep. which I've had. Um, there you go. Yeah, nice. What about you, Pip? What have you been reading in the Bible? Um, well, I've started reading kind of slowly from the, the start of Genesis. I think like, um, I don't know, I think I've talked to you about this before. Often my Bible reading, um, I read what I'm preparing for, whether it's like preparing for a sermon or, or a Bible study or, um, but I've, I've come to the decision recently that like, uh, I, I think it's, it's not too much to say, you know, you should pr- try and read the Bible in its entirety, at least every year or a couple of years. 
Like that's not too much to ask. And so I, I think I've gone back to that. And I think the danger, if you're only ever, if you're in kind of ministry and you're only ever reading what you're preparing for, chances are you'll miss a whole bunch of stuff mm. and you'll get, uh, you'll get your memory of some things will become faded. Mm. And so I think I've gone, I've gone back to, to reading the Bible and trying to cover more ground. But I've started in Genesis. I've started quite slowly. I've been working my way through. But first, actually, I actually want to go to Matthew chapter eighteen. Yeah, sure. I was going to say because you read math, uh, you read Genesis last year with your friend, didn't you? Yeah, 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 I did. I did. I remember that you shared that on the podcast. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. pods. Oh, that's it. That's it. And that was really good. But I think when you, yeah, when you read through something slowly yes. and you're trying to ask your own questions, yeah, you know, as you go through, that's really helpful. Matthew chapter eighteen. Um, Verse 21, mm-hmm. um, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, what's the deal? <laughs> Is Jesus just saying... Um, you know, Peter, you, you think that when someone sins, you know, Jesus is about grace. He's, he's going to, you know, die on the cross to forgive uh, the sins of the world. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's all about forgiveness. Is he saying, Peter, you've got some idea of forgiveness, but it's just way more. Like, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, you've just got to forgive way more. You've got to forgive all the time. Yeah. Um, anything that bad that ever happens to you, you, you forgive it. That's the way of a Christian. Is that what he's saying? Um, there's a little footnote that says, um, or 70 times 7. Hmm. I reckon it's, I reckon it's 77 times. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I reckon Jesus is talking to Peter here and he's, and he's making him think about something in the Old Testament. Right. I reckon. Okay. No, I could be wrong. Come back to Genesis chapter 4. Oh. Right. Now, often when we read Genesis, we go, um, you know, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah. Yeah. But in between Cain and Abel and Noah, you get some other people on the scene. Hmm. And one one of those characters is oh, like Seth. We got like. Uh, I mean, that's that's. Oh, is that who you're going to? No, that's Noah's son. Oh Seth. yeah. Um, Thank you. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So no, before before Noah, um, you get Cain has uh children. But, but Cain, Cain kills his brother Abel yes. because he's, um, he's angry that God accepted his sacrifice over his. Mm-hmm. Verse, um, verse, I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 4, verse 13. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I'll, I'll be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Now, Cain has children that leads down to Lamech. Now, Lamech has a couple of wives. And in verse 23, Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me, wives of Lamech, hear my words. I've killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. Oh, 777. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So, I think he, at the start of Genesis, you get this, you get 
a glimpse of human sin spiraling out, just spiraling to the to the depths of despair. You get, um, you know, Adam and Eve eating the fruit. You get you get the first murder. You get um, unfaithful offerings. You get jealousy, um, and then you get this like proud this proud display of vengeance. You know, if if Cain, who God showed mercy to by putting a mark on him so that people wouldn't kill him. If, if Cain is going to be avenged seven times, I'm going to be avenged 77 times. Mm. It's, this, it's this, this opposite of forgiveness. It's revenge. Yeah. If Cain is going to get vengeance seven times, I'm going to get revenge 77 times. And so it's, it's spiraling. This is the right before God just decides to destroy everything in the mm. flood. Mm. You get this ultimate display, the worst kind of, you know, display of human pride saying, I'm not going to forgive. In fact, I'm going to avenge not seven times, 77 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel in Matthew 18, 22, when Jesus says, not seven times, but 77 times shall you forgive. In a sense, he's writing the wrong of the, the sin, the sinful attitude of God's people in, in the Old Testament, in a sense, who, who are like obsessed from the start with vengeance. Yeah, right. And so I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like um, it's, it's the, those two numbers together, 70, 77, 77, you don't really see them anywhere else. And so I feel like there, it's got to be uh, a link. In my view, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I feel like Jesus is saying um, rather than the old attitude of vengeance, 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 you now forgive, forgive, forgive. Hmm. That's really helpful because you could have someone read what Jesus says and say, oh, okay, cool. I've started my tally. Yeah, yes, that's right. <laughs> as soon as we get to 77, I'm done. Yeah, that's and, right. Oh, wait, isn't that what Hillary Clinton said? There's a quote or something of even an interview with Hillary Clinton where she's going, you know, uh, the interviewer goes, oh, how could you forgive Bill after all the things that he did? Mm. And she goes... There's a part where Jesus says, you know, don't just forgive seven times, but 77 times. And believe me, I'm counting every yeah. single one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Which is, which is funny, which is a funny sort of it's, it's, well, it's a threat, I think. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I haven't right. heard the interview, but That's it comes right. across that way. But what you're saying here is it's, it's, it's more than just, okay, like just count 77 now. It's, mm. it's an undoing. Uh, it's a... Um, it's the reversal of yeah. the vengeance that we were seeing sin bring in Genesis 4. Here in Matthew 18, Jesus is talking about grace upon grace rather than vengeance upon vengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, you think that this is the, this is the standard, this is what excellence looks like? Mm. Let me blow that out of proportions. Yeah. Mm. Wow. It's an attitude, you know? Yeah. Um, there you yeah. go. I, I think that's very helpful. I've never seen that link before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know this? Um, do you know David Goggins? Does that name ring a bell? Is he a comedian? Um, no, he's a he's an ultra athlete. Oh, he's okay, this American sure. guy. He runs like ultra marathons yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I gotcha. He has this um, he has this thing about taking souls. His he says like when he goes out for a run with someone, mm-hmm. they'll say let's do let's do fifty kilometers. 50 miles even like yeah. no joke he'll do this like quite often and he'll run with them and and he has this moment where he says like you can take someone's soul by just blasting the expectation so he'll often finish like a 50 mile run and it's like let's do it backwards 
Wow. And what he says is like he loves that he loves the moment of like saying that to someone, and their soul just leaves their body because they're so like no no, you know how how can he do this? Yeah. You know? And I think there's there, there's a metaphor there, you know. As Christians, we want to be so forgiving that in a sense, you know, we want to be so you know Christ-like that in a sense, we have situations in life and the world looks at us and says, "There's no way." <laughs> They've reached the limit of yeah, things. There's yeah, no yeah, way they yeah. can treat this with mercy. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're gonna do it. We're we're gonna do it all. Yeah. yeah. Like blow it out of the water. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be in yes. Wow. We're gonna blow your notions of generosity and yes. you know it's it's a high bar. Huge. And we none of us live up to it, but that's the call. So when you say David Goggins would then say, let's run backwards, is it literally while running backwards? No, no, no. He'll say, way? let's go to the route. Oh, Let, okay. Let's do another 50 miles. Let's do yeah. it backwards now. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I feel my, I feel my soul leaving me just Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it's 500 meters. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a jogger? No, oh, no, I've tried. You're a slow walker. I'm a slow walker. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, some of our listeners are, are big runners. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that, Pip. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play Guess Who now. So today, you're guessing. Yep. Two weeks ago when we were playing I, I Lost. Japheth. Japheth, which I don't think I'll ever forget again. They're all good. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah, it is good because like, so, like even like Onismus and stuff like that yes and they're, they're, you know those names will always mean something that's right them. that's it yeah. alright well listeners it's time for 20 questions guess who are you playing along it's time Maybe. to do it with Pip Pip's guessing today 20 questions boom I've got these questions down Pat I All know right. how to get the answer as All efficiently right. as possible question number one is this person mentioned in the New Testament yes is this person mentioned in the Old Testament yes is this person alive in the New Testament? Yes. Is this... Can't be lying in the other Hopefully not, we'll see. Um, unless it's Jesus. Woo! Uh, <laughs> question number four. Does this person appear in the Gospels? Yes. Question number five. Does this person appear outside the Gospels? Yes. Question number six. Does this person appear in, uh, is this person named in Acts? I'm not sure. Okay. So, uh, can we count that as a question? With, I'm yeah, not yeah. Sure. ambiguous, that's right. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's at this point, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not Paul, yeah, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Question number seven. Yeah. Um, is this person mentioned in Paul's letters? No. Okay, this is interesting because you're pretty confident that they were outside the Gospels. Not sure about Acts. Not sure about... Not necessarily sure about Paul's letters, but somewhere else. I did say no for that one. Yeah, you did say. Yeah. You did say. Mm-hmm. Um, does this person appear um, in the letters outside of Paul's letters? I think so. Okay. All right. I think so. Uh, is this a man? Yes. Um, well, oh, um, I'm going to say yes. Okay. You can query me later. Sure. Um, <clears throat> is this person an angel? Yes. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> good, 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 good. 
Um, now there are a few angels. Uh, does this person appear in connection with Jesus' birth? Yes. Okay. So it's either Gabriel or Michael or one of those guys. <laughs> um, uh, okay. All right. Does this person's name rhyme with cycle? I mean, you can, you could make it rhyme. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. If you're Eminem, you can make anything rhyme okay. together. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> was it Michael or Gabriel? Which one, or was it? Am I totally off? Um, okay. Okay. Here's another question. Um, does this person share the same first name as Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> Is that love? No. He doesn't? No. Oh, okay. So maybe it's Gabriel. Uh, um, okay. What, what question am I up to? 13. Okay. So you've got seven questions left. Um, okay. Now, am I right? Is it Gabriel? Hmm. Interesting. Does this um, angel, is this Gabriel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> good work. 14 hey, questions. 14 questions. Oh, you got it. Nice. Nice. Oh, good work. Yeah. It was the man thing that gave it away, wasn't it? When I was like, mm. That's right. Yes. 100%. Would you, should, would you have said yes straight away? Um, no, I would probably would have done what you did. Yeah, because yeah. it's a giveaway, isn't it? It is. Because if you said male, even then I'd go, mm, yeah, I don't know yeah, if angels yeah. have, yeah. you know. Here's a, here's a hard question. Yeah, go. What is an angel? What is an angel? An angel mm. is a messenger of God. Mm. That's uh, did, was that you going into teaching mode where you, where you look? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like anytime, anytime your hands come up like this and you look at the camera, that's, te- that's James' teaching <laughs> mode. <laughs> Is this what you've discerned from that? Yeah, hanging yeah, out? yeah, we've hung out for there's, like three years now. There's we? speculation. This yeah. is speculation. It's speculation, and James. And then yeah. there's teaching mode, James. <laughs> <laughs> Our so, audio listeners so, are missing out right now. <laughs> so, an angel is a yeah. messenger. Angel is a messenger. Yeah. A heavenly creature. Okay. Yeah. Some of them have wings. Some of them don't have wings. Okay. Some of them look monstrous. Some yes. of them look like men. Yes. Yeah. So, and they are... Now, when you say heavenly creature... Yeah. Physical? Yes. Okay. Heavenly creature, physical... Physical creature. Well, Jesus right now, the God-man, is physical, Mm. and yet he exists in a spiritual realm, Mm. right? The heavenly realms. Angel is physical, spiritual realm. There Mm. you go. Angels are finite. They cannot be in more than one place at one time. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, omnipresence is not something that, other than God, you can have. Yeah. Satan can't be in more than one place at one time. Here's an interesting thing. In Acts, when Paul yes. gets out of prison and goes to, uh, go to see Mary in the household of believers. Um, yes, uh, it's uh, Acts 16, I think. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Mary says, um, is that right? Is it Acts 16? Wait, sorry, which one are you talking about? So Mary basically says, um, 
that can't be Paul at the door. Perhaps it's his angel. Oh, yeah, interesting. Oh, great. I forgot which chapter that was. So, um, I reckon... I reckon you, you're close. Yes, okay, hold on. Um, just looking at that. Yeah, here it is. Which, chapter 12. Is chapter 12. 12. Gotcha. So, Peter, Peter escapes from prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 12, when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Mm-hmm. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda mm-hmm. came to, that'd be good, guess who? Rhoda. Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it, classic, and mm-hmm. exclaimed, Peter is at the door. Mm-hmm. You're out of your mind, they told her. Mm. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. Yeah, right. Now, what's the deal? <laughs> I reckon there's three, there's three possible options here. All right, go. One is that everyone has their own angel. Okay. And we just don't really talk about that. Yeah. Two is that this was an old Jewish traditional teaching yeah. that everyone had their own angel, and this is what they thought. Yeah. And so that's kind of what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a third. I have a third yeah. theory. Yeah. So this is where it gets really confusing, and you know, I'm no Greek scholar. I'm no theological student. Sure. Yes. Unlike some people oh, in the room. Yeah. Angel and messenger. Angel and same. messenger are the same. Yes. Word. Yes. That so, is the third I had in mind. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Hey. Because he would have had messengers. To and from prison. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, one of the tricky things is that the word itself is the word messenger. Mm. Um, it's just that when it's a heavenly messenger, it's one of these beings, mm. right? So, the tricky thing is that translators make a choice, don't they? When they go, oh, it's the word, whatever the Greek word is for mm. it, which I don't know. Um, Angelos. Oh, is it? There you go. So, at that point, there you go. If they translate it messenger, they've made a choice to say it's not one of the heavenly messengers. Mm. If they translate it as angel, they go, oh, it's one of the heavenly messengers. Mm. So there's a third possibility. I'm not sure. I haven't thought too much about that, but it could be that third one. It's, it must be his messenger. Mm. There is a fourth option. Oh yeah. That not, that she, they said that, but they didn't even believe it. Yeah. And they were just saying it as a joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's his angel. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're being sarcastic yeah, yeah, yeah. here. But they probably wouldn't because it would seem like a solemn occasion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to tell you, like, one of the, um, uh, if you look at Hebrews 13. Okay. Hebrews 13. Um, now, listeners, you know, to be very clear, yeah, we believe there's a spiritual dimension. There mm. are angels and demons. Mm. So don't hear us saying there aren't no, heavenly yes. creatures. That's right. I'm just trying to understand particular passages. So here's one, Hebrews 13, verse 2. Let me read verses 1 to 2. It says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Mm. So could this mean heavenly messengers? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Could it mean messengers? As in messengers of the gospel. Mm. Yes, it could mean that as well. In the Old Testament, yeah, there are occasions when people show hospitality to strangers and yeah. their angels. Yeah, that's Genesis. right. Yes. Genesis. Yes, that's right. You know? Yes, for sure. Um, whether that still happens today, you know? 
am I going to go to heaven and, and an angel's going to be like, I saw what you did. You had Coke and LA Ice and you chose to serve the LA Ice because you didn't think I'd notice. <laughs> yeah. But I, well, I noticed. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because that whole thing about, you know, showing hospitality to strangers because they're angels, this is the verse that people look at. Mm. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of these things, you know, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, it could be seen as separate things. You know, verse 1, keep on loving brothers and sisters. Verse 2, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Verse 3, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And you're like, oh yeah, those are three separate things. Mm. But you could read them as connected. Mm. And part of the reason for that is because you do see these three things connected in Jesus's teaching in Matthew 25. Okay. Because in Matthew 25, Jesus like separates the sheep and the goats yeah. in the final judgment. And then he says, when I was in prison, you visited me. Uh-huh. When I was naked, you clothed me. When Yeah, and, and yeah, then, yeah. And then you go, well... Lord, when did we do these things? Ah. When you did them for your brothers and sisters, ah. you, you did them for me. Wow. Wait, am I misquoting that? I'm pretty sure that was right. I think that's pretty spot on. Let me make sure I get it right here. <laughs> Matthew 25, when he said, uh, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. So that's when you don't do it. Mm. And then verse 40, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Yeah, yeah. And it's brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's right. So Hebrews 13, loving brothers and sisters, showing hospitality to strangers, visiting those in prison. All three of those things come up in Matthew 25. That's quite incredible. Yeah. That's quite incredible. And I think part of it is the thing it hinges on in one sense is whether or not angels here is the heavenly messengers Mm. or human messengers. We just looked at Hebrews and at college, and the authorship of Hebrews mm. is hotly debated. Yes. I wonder if this adds any credence to the idea that Matthew might have been the author. Oh, is that one of the theories? I think that's one of the theories. Yeah, that would make sense because Matthew has a lot of Jewish um, yes. uh, fulfillment references. I'm going to go back to those notes and see there you go. Matt, what the arguments are for Matthew. Fun fact, I once heard a sermon where the preacher said that he knew a married couple who were both Jewish and they had two separate work trips one time. Mm. So one, like the husband had to fly somewhere, the wife had to fly somewhere. And in their hotel rooms, this is America, so every mm. hotel room, every bedroom has a Bible in it. And they both separately read a Bible. One of them read Matthew, one of them read Hebrews. Both of them became Christians. Wow. And then they came back and were really worried about telling the other person. Yeah. It turns yeah. out they're like, oh, wow, God works through that's Matthew a, and Hebrews. Is a real story? Real story. That's incredible. Yeah, right. real story. Oh, man. That's yeah. amazing. And you know, sometimes you hear preachers and you go, oh, that seems a bit far-fetched. This, this preach, like, you can trust what he says. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard this, uh, another far-fetched story unrelated. Yeah. I was reading this thing. You know, Charles Spurgeon once tested the acoustics of a big auditorium it was empty, yeah. and he yelled out, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There was a janitor oh, yeah. hiding away in the corner cleaning. Yeah. He got converted on the spot Whoa. just from that sound check. There you go. So if you're in, if you're in church ministry and yes. you're doing a sound check, yes. people can be converted even through the sound check. Yes. Anyway. Hey, I got another conversion story. Do you want yeah, to hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I've told this before on the, on the Bible Boys. Okay. True story. So, uh, okay, let me get into it. Yeah. Um, years ago there was this woman who became christian after she got married and um the uh her husband was like look i'm very happy for you to you know have found religion that's your thing i'm not really interested 
she'd always invite him to church. Please come to church. Please come to church. Like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And she'd be praying, you know, Father, I pray that you'd find some way to save my husband, save him, draw him to yourself. On one of her birthdays, her husband said, sweetie, I love you. I love you so much. Uh, whatever you want for your birthday, I'll give it to you. I assume it was like one of the milestone birthdays mm. or something. She said, I just want you to come to church once. He's like, no, no, no. Anything but that. She said, well, you said anything I wanted. Mm. I just want you to come to church once. He said, okay, on one condition. I get to sit at the back and I can leave whenever I want. And I was like, when I was hearing this, I'm like, well, that's two conditions. But anyway, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, 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 we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. She's like, wow, well, thank you. Thank you so much. You've answered, like, you know, he's coming to church. This is great. Anyway, she, uh, it was like an evening service mm. on a Sunday uh, evening. So she sat in the middle um, because it was where her friends were. Her husband was at the back by himself. Mm. Minister gets up and it's like, well, today we're starting our new series in the book of Matthew. And instead of a sermon, we're going to have a dramatic Bible reading. Oh. <laughs> we're going to start from Matthew chapter 1, <laughs> verse 1. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the reader gets up. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Mm. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac, the father of David. And she's like internally. No. no. That's yeah. right. And she looks back and her husband's got like this weird, like contorted face. He has no idea what's happening. Yeah. And then by the time they got to, you know, salmon, I think like he'd stood up and left. Oh, and she was devastated. Mm. And the service finished. She goes up to the minister. She goes, oh, why? Why couldn't you have just preached the gospel? Just why Why did you do that? Mm. You know? Anyway, she stayed for dinner, went home afterwards. Uh, her husband was already in bed. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go to sleep. It's a work night. You know, mm. work tomorrow. Anyway, husband wakes up in the middle of the night, taps her on the shoulder. It's like, hey, sweetie, sweetie. So-and-so is the father and so-and-so. So-and-so is the father of so-and-so. So-and-so is the father and so-and-so. Like, in 30 seconds, we went through hundreds of years. I'm going to die one day. I've never thought as much about the fact that I'm going to die one day. Whoa. Can you, can you tell me about this Jesus Whoa. figure? And she shared the gospel with wow. him and he became a Christian. Oh, that man. That's a crazy story. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Oh, man. Don't skip the genealogy. <laughs> yeah, wow. All scripture is God for Yeah, oh, that's amazing. But it's just one of those amazing things where this, yeah, it was, she's like, no, genealogy. Forget that. Yeah, like this. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, I think most people will listen to a genealogy and go, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit worked through wow. this dramatic Bible reading. And clearly it's it sowed some seed yeah. and opened a conversation for her yeah. to then share the gospel. Yeah. So she he wasn't converted through the genealogy, but a door was opened through the genealogy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's incredible. That's pretty cool, right? That's so good. Oh, man. Love stories like that. Yeah. So good. It is great. It is really, really great. Nice. Um, anything else that you've been thinking about or wanted, wanted to, yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to share was, uh, I got a new laptop. Oh, nice. So there was a sale that was going on and I got a new laptop and, uh, I'm just thinking about the fickleness of technology. That's Mm. what I've been thinking about. Mm. Like there are all these different things that you can buy and like, oh, this shiny new device, shiny new toy. Like I remember the first time I got, um, Back in first year uni, an iPhone 4. Mm. And I thought this was the coolest piece of technology I'd ever seen. Mm. Recently, 
I looked at my old iPhone 4 and I'm like, oh my goodness, this looks like a hunk of junk. Yeah, yeah. You know, how 10 years, not, not even 10 years, after two years, I looked at it and thought it looked a bit shabby. Mm. And it just got me thinking about the, the, the transience of technology, mm. things that you think are new, you know, desirable. You're just like, well, you know, tomorrow there'll be another thing. Mm. Next day there'll be another thing. Mm. I know, this got very deep, but yes, it, it, it is something I've been thinking a lot about. Now, is that something to mourn or something to celebrate? Because capitalism has worked. <laughs> <laughs> jobs did the job. Jobs did the job. Um, um, yeah, I think it's something to mourn and celebrate. Mm. It's just that there are more important things than the latest bit of technology, the latest thing you buy, the... Yeah, like there, there are so many important things that matter eternally mm. and we get so excited of uh, a new way of configuring bits of metal and plastic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I've been thinking about. It's a bit somber. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We, we get serious here on the yeah, Bible Boys right, as well right. as having fun. Yeah. That's yes. right. So that's what I've been thinking about. It, it like, makes me think as well, like um, in, in Greek, Electra said, you know, in times gone by, kids would have learned big slabs of Greek reading the classics as part of their education. Yes. And so... We'd learn Latin as yeah, well. Yeah, and so, like, other languages would have come, you know, a lot easier to them. And I'm sitting there being like, I was watching Seinfeld and, and eating Fruit Loops in high school, you know? And then like, in the office at the same time. That's right. Two different screens. But... <laughs> For all, like, yeah, for all the advancements that we make in some areas, there are other areas where it's like, hmm, I kind of wish, you know, now, I don't know, maybe that's just our system or whether that's just me or whatever, you know, it, it makes you think some things get better, some things don't get better. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been thinking about just in the last two days because... Mm. Got it. It's been delivered, you know, going through the process of installing everything, making sure all the settings are the way nice. I want it, you know, disabling stuff I don't want. Yeah. I don't use Skype, uninstall. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Zoom, need it. Yeah. Install. Yeah. I don't know why everyone, Skype was a thing before COVID. Yeah, it was. Zoom wasn't yes. really, yes. but now everyone's on Zoom. Well, Skype worked, but it kind of didn't as well. The quality was always questionable. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Zoom, we were forced to use and we've grown accustomed to it. Mm. That's that's what I think, at least. Yeah. yeah. What's the latest bit of technology you bought? Um, I bought a laptop earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, yes. There are some things, you know, there are some things in life where it's like, I won't want to spend a lot of money on. And there are other things where I'm like, no, this is worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Think of, like, for example, a car, mm -hmm. I would say I'm I'm never going to, I don't think I'll ever want to get like a really good new car. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, that's just not something I'm passionate about or whatever. Mm. A laptop, there's a lot of utility there. Mm. And there's a big difference between having like a really f like powerful, smooth laptop mm. and a clunky one. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, it's an area where I would spend a bit more. Yeah, nice. More. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask what you got? I got a Mac. There you go. The new MacBook with the M1 chip? I, yeah. I was thinking about with that. With the M1 chip? Yeah. yeah. Is it is it nice, reliable, fast? Oh, it's very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, that's yeah. why that one of the reasons I was thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Yeah, it's very nice. Good. Nice. Yeah. So get this. I got this really great, like, Lenovo, like, 
ThinkPad, um, mm. and it was on huge sale. Mm. Like, and it's one of those things where for me, I won't buy something on sale unless I already wanted it. Mm. That's just a personal policy I've got to avoid being sucked in by sales because sales, it's how they get you. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, 50% off. I have to buy this now. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you, yeah, like, you know, because I used to work with yeah, Lenovo yeah. And, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Every week. There's something that's 40... You know what they... Okay. Yeah, go. Little Industry secret. Industry secret. They'll always have... Yeah. They'll, they'll pick probably one of the worst products yeah. and they'll make that 50% off. Yeah, wow. And then... And it'll get and people the, on. And right? the advertisement will say laptops up to 50% off. Yeah, right. And you go on and you look at which ones are 50% off. Yes. It's the worst ones. Yeah, right. Off, the yes. ones that, that people don't buy anyway. Yeah, right. Just so that they can say from yes. time to time 50% off. Oh. But I'm not surprised by that. Having said that, having been a, f- a former employee, I can vouch. Lenovo is <laughs> a good brand. Lenovo is a great brand. You know, brand, every yeah. company has their products that are better than others. So, yes. That's right. Well, this one I was looking at was like really, really good. And I was going, this is way outside my price range. There was no chance I'm getting this because it's so yeah. pricey. Yeah. And then there was the uh, Click Frenzy Mayhem yeah. something sale last week. Yeah. 50% off. Oh. Like, that's amazing. So I got it. Nice. Okay. Good, good, but good. It's, it, I like knowing that I wanted it before it yeah, was on sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing inside the secret is that there's rule, there's exceptions to rules. Yeah. Sometimes you get a great deal and you gotta, you gotta jump on it. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I have a friend of mine who, uh, works for a particular food company and I was sharing about these policies I have on how I spend money and, and whatnot. And he was saying, you know what? That's so interesting because as a company, we regularly cut our prices on particular products by 50% because whenever we do, profits go up 800%. Mm. And I was like, well, that makes sense because why on earth will a company cut prices in order to lose money? Yeah. They do it to gain money because they know people will be like, oh, it's on sale. I'll buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. So pro tip listeners, if you want to do it, you don't have to, but it's good to know, oh, I want something or I need something and keep an eye out for it. That's and right. then, sure. Why not buy it on sale? But don't, I would say generally, don't just buy something because it's on sale. Because if you didn't want it beforehand, you're not saving money. You're actually losing money. Yeah. And here's a tip. If you're going into the computer business looking to sell some laptops, you've got to pick. It's either a margin game or a volume game. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Low volume, high margin. That's a good way to go. Right? That's a great way to go. That's it. High, high volume, <laughs> low margin. That's a dangerous game to play, but some play it. <laughs> well, last well, thing well, 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 right, yeah, on. Just on Lenovo. One of my proudest moments, proudest, you know, in marketing was we were, we were sitting around the table. They were releasing a new laptop, the X1 Carbon. Yes, that's right? a great laptop. Yes, they yeah. were releasing it on Valentine's Day oh. a few years ago. They said, How, what's, what's the tagline? What are we going to say about this? Yes. That's going to make people click because they want the click. Yes. And I came up with this line, X1 Carbon on Valentine's Day. Here's an X you'll never forget. <laughs> they went with it? Yeah, they went with it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it did very well. It did very well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good job. Yeah. Uh, proudest moment? One of the proudest moments, puns yes. can make money. Yeah. Puns can make sure. money, people. See, that's a good one. Yeah. There's a lot of ones that are just not good. No. Yeah, that's a great one. I like it. Well, I was going to say, Pip, this is our last episode for the season. Yeah. Season five, I believe. 
Um, you, you are going to spend the next few weeks spending more time studying. That's the theory. What? Are, <laughs> what are your subjects? Let us know what you what you're getting examined on and what you're learning at college. So, okay, the subjects are these. We got Greek. Yes. We've got Hebrew. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, a subject called ministry and, and mission, which is basically a uh, applied you know ministry principles. Um, we have biblical theology. Mm-hmm. And we have New Testament. Nice. Five units. Five subjects. Five subjects. That's more than a full-time load at uni. Yes. And, yeah, look, I mean, for me, by far, Greek and Hebrew Mm. are the most difficult. Mm -hmm. And so I put most energy into those two because, I mean, literally, they're the most foreign. Hey. There you go. There's a pun right there. Yes. Nice. Well, I hope that you go well with your exams next few weeks. Um, How'd you do on that practice essay, by the way? Um, Sorry, this is dangerous. This, this, this is here. dangerous. Yeah. No. I. So the. Yeah. I. I got a distinction. Nice. Yeah. And it was like. Yeah. It was, it was okay. It was Great. Like, it was alright. Excellent. I. Um. You know. Uh. Didn't use any secondary sources, oh. which apparently I should have. But I thought to myself, if I. It was formative. It wasn't graded. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, secondary sources. I might as well make some up. <laughs> Everyone use some. To be honest. And I have done that. But don't do it. It's lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for another episode of the Bible Boys listeners. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can always email us at the Bible Boys with the Z at gmail.com. We'll be back in a few weeks. We'll take a few weeks off. Use this as an opportunity to share us with your friends and family. They can listen to as much or as little as they want. We recommend starting from the latest episode, which would probably be this one. And we also recommend much. And not little. (laughs) That's it. Alright, well thanks everyone. See you in a few weeks. Peace. See ya. Bye.